0: theoretically if a girl hits someone up at beyond 11 at night do you really need to ask her for coffee or can you know is there her intention clear that's essentially the summary of our conversation
1: that's a good right? theoretical question
0: yeah. like <laughs>
2: right, can you just right, just just come by and and touch it <laughs>
0: <laughs> good day you are listening to a podcast but this isn't just any podcast just any podcast couldn't do this all this this is the podcast starring the Ted, starring the Ted, starring the, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the- Podcast
2: starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two sixteen. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? I'll be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, or maybe on Skype, it's my burner buddy. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels.
0: He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Precious metals are up today. Oil futures are down, but the toast of Wall Street is the podcast. share spiked worldwide last Thursday as the boys dissected whether or not girls poop. They fell sharply as Cobb detailed breaking wind with that French girl, then reached a solid support level around the email segment segment as Ted finally declared he is not actually a Russian spy. Will your retirement savings be intact (laughs) after this week? We'll find out right now. (laughs) Back on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up. Matt Palmer, the producer,
2: MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man?
1: Good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, the weather's clear, but it was like, in, it, it, we had like a crazy downpour when I was parking. It was nuts. It's not very Seattle-like. I feel like that's what happened in the Midwest and stuff.
2: Yeah, it's funny because like Cobb, it was raining a little bit this morning, like normal Seattle rain. And then it was nice all afternoon, like, nice and sunny. And then, yeah, right after work at, like, 6, 6.15, it just started dumping. Yeah,
1: I had a great drive over here by the waterfront, <laughs> no traffic, and, like, get here. And it was just, like, an insane downpour that is very un- 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 uncharacteristic. But those are fun. It's, like, you just kind of marvel at it. And I hadn't even gotten out of the car. But it was, like, I was on the phone with my girlfriend. So I parked, and then it just, like, hit. Like, you, it was, like, the snap of a finger. And yeah. you would have just gotten dumped on like that. But... It was nice being inside. Just like, wow, this is insane! it was so loud. <laughs> you know, uh, our friend uh, Ra- Jason Ross. Yeah.
2: Excuse me. So he gave me a ride uh, last Friday down to my retreat, okay. and he took me back on uh, like Lake Washington. What's that like, Lake Washington Drive or whatever?
0: Yeah, Lake Washington Boulevard.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, I, that had to be only like the second time I've been on that road in my life, like since I've lived here. But that is so nice and peaceful and a beautiful ride. And, I mean, we drove it all the way down to, like, Renton. Yeah. Yeah, we ride that with scooters a lot. It's an awesome little, like, stretch of road. Yeah, that's exactly what I told him. I was like, I know the S.O.D. boys must take this path. And I was like, I, I got to do it this summer.
0: Yeah, that's the move, man, especially, like, all those trees are going. They actually close that road a lot for various, like, bike races and marathons and things like that. But, yeah, it's great. Right down there along the waterfront, no real, like, there's not a lot of houses or anything between you and the water. You're just right there hugging the coastline.
2: Yeah, and if you've ever been to, like, Seafair and been down to the park, you know, like, or the pits or whatever, you know, like, that road we're talking about. I just, I don't for whatever reason. Is I that was, Seward Park? No, that's, is that Genesee Park? Ooh. Where do they have Seafair? I don't know. And, I was thinking Seward Park, but now I'm not so sure. But either way, I was just like, God damn, man, that is freaking beautiful. Like, I need to ride down here more often.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, East Lake Sammamish is really good. My parents live off of that one. And we went to dinner in Redmond, so did that drive. Although, it just takes one asshole to, like, slow everything down to where it's, like, a little much. And I try and be zen and just be like, okay, cool, let's appreciate the water and nature and stuff. But, man, it's a it's a struggle.
2: Trying to get to dinner.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where'd you go to dinner in Redmond? Pomegranate. It's a real good little little I was going to say, that's your spot. guy's spot, isn't it? Yeah, we like it there. It's like in a little business park type thing and like used to be a caterer and everyone said it was really good. Um fried chicken's a specialty, but they also have like the best grilled cheeses on the planet. Um and yeah, it's a it's a great spot. Highly recommend it.
0: Speaking of struggles, boys, the tent is getting hot. I'm popping
1: the tea. All right, all, all, right. Right. all right. Dude, you guys ever We're been just a, a at,
2: sec.
0: You ever been to Tipsy
2: Cow?
1: Yep. The Burger place? A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty legit. That's pretty intense. Yeah, that Rockstar Burger or whatever with like the maple fried bacon. bacon? Yeah, it's yeah, Drago
2: got that last time we yeah, were there.
1: That's next level.
2: Yeah, man. We, we went there one Sunday after, uh, what was that, like last fall, I think after his parents, like, uh, I think it was their 25th wedding anniversary. So we were driving back and he's like, let's go to the Tipsy Cow. And you know me, I was like, ah, it's the East Side. It's a little fancy. And then we went in there and I was like, oh, this place is
1: legit. Yeah. Yeah, they do it right over there.
2: Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all, like, grass-fed beef and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a burger, but it's not its not the worst thing in the world for you. Yeah. I always enjoy that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I like, i like, yeah, exactly, all the, the local and, you know, free-range, and, like, just, like, the high-quality foods. I always like to find restaurants that serve it, because, like, I kind of try and veer towards that when I'm cooking for myself, but when you're out, not every place does that, and yeah. you just end up at places, and... When you're at one that, that takes that a little bit extra time, I usually don't mind paying a little bit extra as a consumer <laughs> and just feeling better about, like, you know, supporting more local stuff that's fresher and, you know, that thus tastes better, but it's also a little bit better nutritiously, but, you know, yeah, I just think it's it's cool when businesses do that. And we're yeah. seeing more of it. We live in a good spot. We do. I
2: will say this, though. Sometimes I get a little annoyed, because I've been to some restaurants, like, their whole thing is like, we're local, we're using this and that, but, like like... I still think you need to have <clears throat> the food needs to be good, and you need to have good service. There's a place I won't say the name that was in Belltown, <laughs> and it's not there anymore. Huh. But uh, that was their whole thing. But the, and the food was all right. But I mean, you could go in there in the middle of the day, and it would take it would it would take forty five minutes to get your meal. And it's just like and they're always like, oh, we're a bunch of local guys. Like, look, I want to support you, but like you're sitting back there while we're sitting here. Pl- I could see you playing on your phone. It's like, come on, you still got to run the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Were you the one who saw rats in that place? Was that you? I no. This place was local, but it doesn't have local in the name.
0: Oh, uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> cool.
2: Because I thought Matt was kind of gave me the look like he thought the same thing. Like, no, 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 it's not that. Place. Okay, and this this place is gone now, so I guess it doesn't matter. I probably could talk about it.
1: Man, Cobb said rats, and now I have that new Ghost song stuck in my head. Have you heard it? I have. Oh, so catchy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, Castle was playing it, Taryn was playing it, and then I looked at my like, Twitter or whatever, and you had it all there. I was like, all right, guys. You, <laughs>
1: got, you guys like ghosts. I get it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah. I like food. I'm a little hungry. I had an avocado before we started, but <laughs> yeah. We, we just launched right into food again. I, we were talking about that. I was thinking about how good Taco Time does it. You know, like, and on a pretty good scale, and quickly, and I love taco time. Yeah, we got, in, we got into food <laughs> quick today. We are getting food and weather so far.
2: Yeah, which is funny, because I've been pretty good, uh, you know, i went on my retreats, I haven't eaten much crap at all, and I had, like, I had two pieces of vegetarian pizza and a slice of cheese today, and I'm like, my stomach has been in knots.
1: Oh, man, I had Rico's this weekend for the first time, too. Oh, that giant slice? Yeah, I mean, I didn't eat it all there, but yeah, it was really good. Got like, I don't know, it had peppers and green peppers and onions and sausage and provolone on top of like mozzarella, and it was just awesome.
2: Tallerico has a great bruschetta, too.
1: Oh, we almost got the bruschetta. Instead, we got the artichoke dip, which is also really good. I can't say I regret it, but yeah, we were eyeballing between those two. I swear by that bruschetta, man. Really? Yeah. I'm Good not even the biggest tomato guy, but that bruschetta is phenomenal. We we went with the waitress's recommendation, but if I knew the Ted Smith was recommending the other way, I, we would have gone bruschetta.
2: I mean, just as a rule of thumb, if it's the weekend and you're eating at a place like that, like you should just check in with me.
1: <laughs> Good to know for future reference. I'm slipping out there. <laughs>
2: right? Like, what the f- are you doing, this dude? This is why we have friends, <laughs> right? So you God. can't can't shoot your boy a text. <laughs> What was that? Saturday? Friday? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I might have already been in the yurt, but trust me, I would have answered. But as soon as I got, it, I'd be like, "You got a
1: signal? You're like, no, this one's important, right?
2: Hang on, I need to leave the ceremony Excuse and me. go go inform my boy on what he should be eating right now. <laughs> it's the first time at Tallerico's. It's a Dude, big moment. It's funny, like we we always talk about food, right? So even on the men's room, we get in trouble for talking about food, right? Like date or hair <laughs> clubs Sometimes will be like. You're supposed to be doing a TV segment. You're talking about food during that segment. Like, all right, all right. But, you know, on these meditation retreats, right, the day of, you have to start fasting by 2 o'clock. So Friday night, everybody's okay. But by Saturday evening, people are, like, hungry. So we're all sitting around in the basement chit-chatting. And I went, yeah, sometimes when you're here on Saturday, people start talking about sushi or whatever. And it just turns into a whole conversation about food. Fast forward a half hour later, and somebody's like, damn it. We need to
1: stop talking about food. (laughs) Got that snowball rolling again, Ted.
2: Yeah, everybody's like, oh, in three days, I'm having this. Well, I'm having this. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, Do you guys have vivid
0: dreams? Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. Super vivid since I stopped drinking caffeine. That's
1: right. How's that going? Also,
0: sometimes weed influences uh, dreams. Like if I'm... If, if I'm in a period where I'm like smoking a lot, I won't have dreams, and then when I stop, I have really intense, vivid dreams that are really long, and you feel like you're there.
2: All right, so that's where I'm at. I haven't smoked in like a week and a half, so I've been having some super vivid dreams.
0: And yeah, it's crazy, right?
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, I always have dreams, but like it's weird that I can like I can like remember each little step
0: going through it last night. Huh. Yeah, you're like really in that bitch, you know. And uh, that's what's cool about. Have you ever done any lucid dreaming, Ted? I've tried. Did you take, um, like, a supplement for it for, like, a couple weeks? No. I just thought I could do it on my own. Oh, yeah. um, I want to say CDP choline or acetylcholine and one other one, like, really help go into that process. And it's pretty crazy. Honestly, some people have gone way deeper in that wormhole than I have, but uh, pretty fun. All right. It just takes your dreams from like, you know how when you realize you're dreaming, it's like a bubble and you can just like, like reach out and pop it. Well, this turns that bubble into like a volleyball. So you're in the dream and you kind of come to and you're like, wow, I'm in a dream. And then you're like, wait, I didn't just wake up like, oh, I'm still in this bitch. Like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, it just, uh, it's a different experience. Personally, the reason I didn't like it is because you don't wake up feeling rested. You wake up feeling like you are just like done with a day and you're ready to go to sleep. But it's interesting for people who are uh, interested in checking it out. I wish I could remember the name of the other supplement that I was taking for it, but pretty cool.
2: Yeah, and it's funny, too. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was like, that was a weird dream, right? So hear me out. I had a dream that I was in Southern California, and I was surfing, right? And I was, like, almost in, like, a surf competition, and then uh, uh, Taryn was with me, right? So then we were hanging out, and then Taryn got real pissed because I wasn't drinking, which I'm not right now. And she was like, and then we were in the car. I don't know how this one fits in, but we were in the car going to get Popeye's. (laughs) And then she was like, just take me back to the beer garden. Right? She was real fired up. And then like at the Popeye's, I was BSing with this dude, and we were talking about uh, The Wire and David Simon and this and that. So I started to think about it, and I was like, all right, I watched half of Point Break the other day. So I get the surfing. And then like I chatted with Taryn last night on her way home, she gave me a call, we were chatting about something. So like I get why Taryn was there. And I think she is pissed that I'm not drinking. And then but like I couldn't really work in where like the fried chicken and like but specifically we were at Popeye's and she was like, I want spicy. And
1: I was like, damn it, Taryn, all right. Like leave me alone. But you were you've been eating on a pretty controlled diet recently, right? Right, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like I had a conversation about fried chicken or whatever. Right, but maybe you just miss it, because you've been, you know, eating really clean the last week plus. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know, it was just kind of funny.
1: I would assume that's where it came from, because Popeye's is f***ing delicious.
2: Right? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about those biscuits and that chicken right now.
1: Yeah, you got, you did it again. You started talking about food, here I am. Oh, man. Well, I had another drink. Do you ever
0: have dreams where you're in the same, like, environment that you've been in in other dreams, like a hotel or a house or a, you know, area in the woods or something? Yes.
2: That's weird, huh? Yeah, dude. I remember when I was, like, in grade school and stuff, like, before the end of the year, I'd have almost, like, the same dream every year. Care to share? I don't remember exactly what it was. I just remember there was, like, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. It was, like, I can't believe I had that dream again. And it would always be in the classroom with like, maybe it was just because it was the end of the year, with like certain students or whatever. And then but yeah, that one was strange. And then the other, on the other day, the other thing too is I haven't been, uh, your boy's been a little pent- up, if you will, <laughs> like no release. So I had, a, I had a dream. I don't know how this one worked, but I was at the Howard University versus Hampton football game.) <laughs> And, Cobb, I think you might have been with me because I was like, yeah, we just got to say who's the real HU. And, like, people were like, what are you, like, white guys doing here? How do you know this stuff? And then later in the dream, I was trying to holler at a cheerleader and I got uh, sexually excited, if you will, but I had like a monster crank. <laughs> it was. Like, I, I just remember waking up being disappointed, like, all right, I'm excited, but it's not like it wasn't the dream. <laughs>
0: So, wait, so we were at this like football game and you were just were you were into the cheerleaders and we were trying to solve some mystery I about mean, which, yeah, which I one think is the real HU? Not, not
2: right. Well, that's like the thing, right? Who's the real HU? Because Howard, you know, is HU and Hampton is HU. So that's like always the kind of the joke back and forth. But I think part of it might have been because Beyonce at Coachella was like doing the step in, like the historical black colleges and had on like the fraternity stuff so maybe that's how that one snuck in I don't know why I'm just dreaming maybe I just want a bigger penis I'm dreaming about having a huge crank
0: (laughs) dude yeah it is interesting like just following the um the sort of like storylines to like where what the the impetus for that being included in your subconscious is and I wonder like what I've noticed typically is like whatever I'm thinking about and reading about about an hour and a half before I go to bed, like two hours to an hour and a half is typically the material that shows up in my dreams versus like not the stuff that I'm thinking about or reading or talking about right before I go to bed. So for me, there's like a little bit of a delay there I've noticed, but other than that, I have no idea where the stuff comes from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why
2: like, I get why Taryn was there is I talked to her probably like an hour before I went to bed. Right. And we were talking about booze and his stuff. So I'm like, all right, I get why she was there. I get why I was surfing as I watched Point Break, and I even said yesterday on the show, I was like, "We need to ease up on like Keanu Reeves and Nick Cage, like they're in some good movies." I know Nick Cage isn't in that movie, but I also maybe watched some of Gone in sixty Seconds recently. Oh, he's great in that one, right? Memphis, yeah. I don't know. I was like, God, we got to stop harassing this guy. Yeah, I, I'm still trying to figure out the huge crank one though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, isn't that like one of the like I don't know universal like pieces of or what do they call it? I don't know, there's some like basically like don't almost all guys wish they had a bigger <laughs> cock? Like isn't that like half of like why wars are fought and why missiles look like dicks <laughs> and why bullets look like dicks <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's so weird. Yeah. Like it's just projecting the the penis onto another, you know adversary
2: and, I, and I'm not one of those dudes that talks a lot about penis there's other people here at the station house <coughs> that uh, thoroughly enjoy talking about penises all the time and then but like yeah I, I'm with you I think even dudes that probably have giant ones are still like oh I wish I had a bigger one let me ask you this are you guys in the pen 15 club I used to be
0: I mean I've had it okay, written on
2: my hand before
0: that's what I was about to ask is like was that a, I'm trying to figure out like was how many schools was that a thing at because I remember like that being a big thing for people who don't know. Like, basically, you just ask people if they're in the Pen Fifteen Club, and then write Pen. Actually, Cov, Cov, don't tell them. Just ask
2: your friends if you don't know what the Pen Fifteen Club is, and you're an adult, and you need to ask a buddy, and you deserve this.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I wonder. Evil it's so weird spec. how things like that just spread. Like, we all grew up in different parts of the country, and we were all in the Pen Fifteen Club. That's what I mean. Like, it's interesting. Like, that to me is
0: like a cultural meme, you know, or like a sort yeah, of like little... Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking.
1: Like, yeah, like before and the internet, some
0: stuff like that... Dude, that's like what makes me think about, um, you know, like that visualization, Indra's Web of Jewels? No. Okay, like the idea that instead of us each being an individual, that a different way to think about society... Um, is, of course, you hear the cliche all the time that we're all interconnected, but if you visualize society as a spider web uh, that's covered in dew drops, and any individual dew drop you look at reflects the dew drops next to it, and those ones, in turn, reflect the ones next to them, so that within any dew drop, you can actually see a little piece of every single dew drop that's on the web. Now, with that, if you think about the dew drops immediately near you being your family, let's say, or your close friends, each one of those people, you know, in your lifetime, you'll probably know 600 to 1000 people, you'll come across that many people in your life. And if each one of those people knows 600 or 1000, like pretty quickly, you know, two steps, and you're at a billion. And so just the sort of like, I don't know, interconnectedness of all of us, I think is really interesting. And so that's a lot of how uh, cultural memes and values and things like that are, are transmitted through the like you could say the ether or whatever but just like person to person we're all kind of arrayed on this on this big web and there's a lot more in each of us that's similar to um, everyone else and we're more interconnected I think sometimes than we realize so it's a cool way to to think about it and visualize might be one way how the pen 15 club was spread
2: (laughs) well dude it's like the oranges right (laughs) like at burning man you showed me that little trick of rolling them in your hand and then getting you know like the cuties and getting the full peel in one Mm -hmm. shot so, like, I I mean, I had never heard that till you told me it, and then uh, I was telling Mike about it, you know, Mike Hawk, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I already know that one. And I was like, hmm, all right, I guess this knowledge is out there.
0: Yeah, dude, and, like, with something like that, too, I think about how we, so that one I like to think more, like, north-south in terms of DNA, like, so what we're talking about is just, like, rolling an orange before you peel it to separate the orange from the peel. There's that connective tissue for people who aren't aware. And if you roll it, it makes us, it so you can peel it in one peel. It's just much easier, less mess. And so what Ted and I were talking about was, um, basically like now that I had taught him that he is likely to teach it to his kid who is likely to teach it to his kid and so on and so forth. And so just based on the, on who you hang out with that ends up affecting your family's DNA or like the like traditions and things that are passed down. And it could be with something, you know, as simple as that, or as simple as a turn of phrase or a mood or whatever, or things that are much more complex in terms of like playing sports with someone where you pick up new body movements or whatever. So yeah, it's very interesting how much we are all affecting each other, whether we're conscious of it or not. Yeah, man. It, it that is kind of wild. What was the name of that visualization, Cobb? Um well it's not like it's not a I don't think it's what you're thinking. It's not like a video or anything you can go watch, but it's just it's just an concept idea called Indra's Web of Jewels. Yeah, and In- I learned about Ingrid's? it from um, no, Indra.
1: Indra's, okay. Indra's Web DRA, of Jewels. I
0: believe, but the best place to learn about it is from Inner Worlds, Outer Worlds, which is a four-part YouTube series okay. I recommend all the
1: time. Yeah, really good. Just that. fall down that rabbit hole. That's where I heard that. That's probably where I heard it from. I feel like I've heard Aubrey Marcus talk about it, too. Um, but yeah, that sounded familiar once you started talking about just not the name. So I want to dive into that a little bit more. It's interesting. Yeah, it's fun stuff to think about. (laughs) I always trip out like I'm looking out the window and like every single person in those cars has an entire fucking life that I don't even realize about. And you probably
0: know someone who knows that person. Like that was always the game I used to play in Seattle before it just completely blew up was like if I'd meet someone at a bar or at a social event or something, like I could always figure out somebody that we both knew. Kind of like Facebook's like mutual friends feature or whatever. Uh, That's sort of before that was a thing. And so now that Seattle's gotten so crazy, it's like it's a little bit tougher to do. But for a long time, like you could always (laughs) find some mutual – relationship whether and you just like can kind of go through the progression like all right what high school did you go to what college did you go to what cities have you lived in you know where did you work and like you can figure it out and humans do this all the time I and mean, it's not like it's unique to me like you just see it over and over and it's it's interesting because we're doing it to like establish you know things like trust and like mutual i don't know and like things to talk about and whatever else it's just it's kind of an interesting like human system Dude, you ever think about the stuff that
2: like people were connected and they didn't know each other so like if you go back, you like one of the first instruments, right, is uh, is a mouth harp. You guys ever heard a mouth harp?
0: No, I've heard the name. I don't know what it is though.
2: Uh, remember years like one of the first couple meltdowns we went to in the dark. You know, just like boing boing, like that. It sounds like that, and it's it's called is a. Is that ma-
0: like where there's like those little metal like uh, keys that they're hitting?
2: Like you literally just put it in your mouth and like there's like a you kind of vibrate your tongue and there's a little thing on the outside. Huh. Oh so yeah yeah yeah. So it's wild because it's, you know, like I first saw it hanging out with people that have been down to South America and stuff and they learned, right? And it's been there. But when you look at it, it it dates back, like it shows up in Germany and stuff. This is all, you know, BC before Christ and everything else. Mm -hmm. But it's just like technical, technologically, technically, technologically. Yeah. Like how did people in Peru talk to the Germans and they both have the same instrument? So it's like. Was this the easiest instrument to be made? So they all made the same instrument? Or was it more like, I don't know, maybe aliens were showing it to people? It just to me that's a super interesting thing that all these primitive people all across the globe have the same musical instrument. Wow.
0: Aliens, bro. Yeah. I don't know. No, it, there's that, and then there's also the hive mind, you know, which of course, like that's a little bit what we were talking about with Indra's web of jewels, but I also think, you know, like some of those webs on the spiders web might not be like a in-person connection where you're talking to someone. I think there is, uh, this is going to get like a little bit mystical for people, but I do think that there's like an underlying web that connects us that we can't fully understand. And I think, you know, information is transmitted in some way between parties. And I think that we will understand on a scientific level eventually, but for now it's sort of like left in the, The world of um spirits and wizards and what whatnot but i think that i think we're we're really deeply connected and all of those connections aren't apparent yet in terms of how information and things like that are transferred and ideas and whatnot so yeah i don't know uh
2: all right uh so have you guys done anything recently that makes you feel old yeah. I'm guessing you have. <laughs> well, all right. Here's where I'm going. Do you guys know the Cash Me Outside girl? Yeah. What's her name? How about that? Right? Bad, bad Baby or whatever is like her rap name.
1: Yeah. She's coming to Seattle or she was just here or something. Oh, no kidding. Yeah.
2: Right. So how she is. I mean, she is still pretty young. I want to say she's like 20. Oh, no, dude. She is not. The, she is not that old. Uh, I think she's like, I, I honestly do because she when she was on Dr. Phil, she was only like 13 or 14. So I mean, I don't even think she's oh, yeah. 18 yet. But anyhow, she got in a fight with a girl at Coachella, right? And uh, does she have a, a Wikipedia? Oh, here we go. I'm trying to
0: pull it up right now. She's 15 years old right now. All right. right, 15- fifteen. No, that was 2003. No, right, she was
2: born in 2003, so she's 15. Oh my God, she was born in 2003? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, she, she is 15. Like, she is super young, right? So then it yeah, Danielle Brigolius is who we're talking about for people who don't know. Right. And right, her rap name is, the, is Bad Baby or something.
1: But so it's that, spelled with H's. It's spelled super weird. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So then she got in a fight with another rapper at Coachella named Little Tay. All right? Little Tay. shits coming up on Little Tay? All right, dude, that girl
0: is fucking nine. What? Yes. What? Nine years old, actual, like, legit nine years old. Yes. It's and a 15-year-old was trying to fight her. Well, I mean, I, it's ridiculous. They're both fighting, but, like,
2: <laughs> what I don't understand is this Little Tay girl, right? Let me give you a... Let me give you something she said in one of her How videos. How many
1: YouTube views does some of her stuff have? Does, do you know? She has her own Wikipedia.
2: I don't know. What? It's, oh, it's no, a, that's a village. Come here, mind. listen to this. This shit cost me $200,000. i am only nine years old. I ain't got no license, but I still drive this sports car, bitch. Your favorite rapper ain't even doing it like Little Tay. And you know what? You know what? She's right. And then I saw a video of her like running around the house, and she's like, I'm smoking dope. I got all this money. And she's throwing around stacks of money, and like, like, I don't know. At least the cashmere outside girl, I'm used to her and I've seen her mother. Like th- like I saw this little Tay girl and I was like, come on. Like, where is one of the damn parents? Like she's nine.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> she's legit nine years old. Nine years old.
0: Dude, Google it. I mean, it is alarming. <laughs> Dude, I'm pulling up everything I can on little Tay, trust me. <laughs> Yeah, and it's Who like, is she? Everything you need to know about the nine-year-old rapper Lil Tay. Right, that's what I'm looking at. When I was six years old, I live in Atlanta and I was broke
2: as hell. But one day, I, it's like, so I worked hard, started moving bricks, and now I'm living in the hills. So I'm like, I said this earlier too, like, you're nine. You can't be a drug dealer at nine. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but if I was like, if a drug dealer was nine years old and was like, yeah, pay me now, I'd be like, get the fuck away from me, yeah. you're nine. I would just mush him <laughs> and be like... Like, move
0: on. But I just, I don't know. Lil what... Tay be drinking good? I got this Gucci lint roller. This shit cost me six thou.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> Man.
2: That's why I felt really old. I'm like screaming at my TV. Like, how do you not have one parent? And there's no, like, I'm sorry. There's no way a nine-year-old who, who was six when she started moving bricks. Like, I, I just, I
0: can't believe that. This is interesting. You know, Ted, to come to the defense of Lil Tay, you know what she would say to you right now? Lil Tay money way, bitch. <laughs> right Direct quote, right? I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me, man.
2: <laughs> I don't know. It just, I mean, I don't know if that makes me old or just like a normal human. Like, how is there a nine? First of all, if you're nine, you should not be smoking uh, marijuana.
0: So she... Lil Tay claims to own five houses, making her the youngest flexor
1: of the century. Yes. Yeah. Well. It says on her Instagram that the account is managed by mom. So she does have a parent.
0: I used to be living in the hood in Atlanta, broke as f*** three years ago. And I'm going to tell you right now,
1: you can accomplish your dreams if you work hard. Well, Tay make me work today.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: and she's mad because Instagram won't let her use the N word.
1: What? Yes. She's, she doesn't appear to be black. No. That's not Okay.
2: I mean, one tweet she put out said, there's going to be a lot of beeps in this one, but little Tay f- your mom. <laughs> like, what? Like, you're nine. Like, you, you don't even know what that stuff. What are you saying? You have no idea what you're talking about. Nine years. What? The? Thank you. And then she has a new song coming out with, uh, Cobb, you're reading the same article. Who, uh, who is it? Chief Keith. What? And I'm like, dude. You're a real rapper. Like I, I think it's bad enough to be rapping with like fourteen and fifteen year olds, but like she's nine. We c- you can't have a, you nine. got a
0: nine-year-old on the
2: track, right? Like, th- is that fire? Is that what's hot right now <laughs> in the streets? Nine-year-olds? It slaps.
0: Like, ah. Well, Ted, maybe you're just ageist. Maybe you're older than you think. Maybe you don't know, man. Nine-year-old <laughs> nine's the new twenty-five, bro. <laughs> God, I guess so.
2: I don't know. This little Tay thing is alarming to me,
0: man. They'll take money away, bitch. <laughs> Dude, was, this this article is insane. Like, I'm just waiting to watch these videos until the podcast is over. But oh my god,
1: fascinating,
2: yeah, right? I just that's I was like, I mean, I am not a father, but I'm just like, th- this kid needs a father. <laughs> like, somebody needs to put this kid in line. And, it's, and I just, <sighs> I still can't get over. There's no way you be making that much money selling drugs when you're that small. Like, why would people take you <laughs> serious?
0: Man. She's got the best drugs, man. <laughs>
2: so right, you, but wouldn't you just rob a child that was trying to, like... <laughs> at that point, right, might I mean, as well. Right, if we're drug dealers, right, we're already crossing lines. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry, if a child is trying to hit me up like, yeah, I need the money, I'm like, no, you're not getting the money. Yeah. Go home. Shouldn't you be in
0: class? Well, man, <laughs> Ted, that's not the little Tay money way. I like to think that most drug users would be law-abiding citizens who would buy their drugs in a store if it were legal. Unfortunately, it's not. But that doesn't make these people out and out criminals. They're not going to rob little kids. I mean, you know. Oh, so
2: now I'm the bad one because I'm robbing. Yes. A little-
0: <laughs> Ted, you don't understand the little Tay money way. Okay, I think that's obvious. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't, man. Cobbs. Skims an article. Sh- he gets it. <laughs> Shut up, you old fossil.
1: <laughs> Man, you you asked the question initially like, have you felt really old recently? And yeah. last night I was working I helped with uh some some things over at Hot 1037 when I'm here. And they're doing I was getting ready for some stuff and they're doing a tribute Tuesday to Snoop Dogg. All right. And Two of America's Most Wanted came on, and I just like turned it all the way up and I was you know, that was my jam. Like I loved West Coast hip hop when I was a little kid. Uh yeah. living in the very ritzy suburbs of LA, pretending I was a part of it all or whatever. Like, feel like a douchebag thinking about it, but it was fun and the music's still awesome. And I felt really old because I was like, dude, this is like twenty-five years old or something like that. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Hot. I mean, look. I like hot that said in twenty-two years ago or something, right? Yeah, but 96.
2: hot. Hot does it to me all the time. I'm like, these songs were like bangers in high school. That like we weren't supposed to be listening to, or they were too rough. And now it's like, that's yeah, just like, hey, man, you like some throwbacks? Like, son of a.
1: Yeah, they they talk about their demo being like a thirty-something-year-old female with their her kid in the car because like that's what they listen to. And it's just like, oh well, I'm thirty-one. <laughs> yeah, checks out. <laughs> Yeah. I will I'm say this, bitch. though, boys. To ease your concerns, one of the great justices
0: of life is that everyone gets older. You know what I mean? Like, those, like at some point, Lil Tay is going to feel the exact same way we're feeling right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I don't know. And you know me, man. I'm into some weird rap. But Little Tay, I just, I just saw this. <laughs> I just learned of this last that night. That's very interesting. And I was alarmed, to say
0: the least. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's just like of all the like backgrounds, I mean, I'm just happy she didn't go with um uh shoot, what's the um uh the money moves chick? Oh, Cardi B? I, I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, Jesus. We were talking about her all weekend. Yeah, Cardi B. Like at least Lil Tay didn't go with that backstory. You know, like I was a stripper and now I'm here. It's like Yeah, what I do sure you deal with Cardi
1: me? B? I've heard her name and I have no idea who that White is. Howard.
2: Yeah, she well, this, like, last spring, she released a song. All right, so Cardi B was a stripper, and then she was on, like, Love and Hip Hop or one of those VH1 shows. And then she had a song called Bodak Yellow that was just awesome. Great strip club song, this and that. So, like, last summer, everybody was banging it. And then I want to say by the fall, it was, like, the number one song in the country. What? Yeah, and then she's now having a kid with Offset. Offset? From uh, Migos. So, like, she, she is just, as Cobb said, white hot. I mean, she is, like, the number one star. And she's, she's from New York City, and she's just funny because she's very unapologetic, and she, that's just who she is. Okay. Like, I saw her at the Grammys, and they were like, like, isn't this crazy that you're here? And she's kind of like, uh, yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Some people have a tough time with her. I like her because she is just, she's just who she is. That's cool. I mean, she's pregnant, like real pregnant, and was twerking on stage this past weekend at Coachella.
1: Really? Yes. Man, I feel like I see her name trending on Twitter a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, she's funny, too, man. Like her Instagram,
2: like a couple weeks ago, she posted a video, and she's like... What, like, the government, like, I pay all these taxes, like, you need to show me where the money's going. <laughs> and it's like, it sounds ghetto when she's saying it, but, like, she's fucking right. Yeah. You know, like, why can't we get an audit on what's going
1: on? Yeah, no, that, stuff like that needs to be brought up in every, like, local dialect imaginable so that it reaches everybody. Like, you know, yeah, I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, she's pretty funny, man. I like Cardi B. Plus, I mean, I, again, Bodeck Yellow is just one of my favorite songs.
0: Like, that thing just, it's awesome. I would say she's no Lil Tay, but I also like Cardi mm-hmm. B. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell you just gave me my new favorite rapper? <laughs> Lil Tay. I'm glad I could help you, man. Dude, I was riding the Sean Paul
1: train for so long, but Lil Tay's the new the new thing. I'm still <laughs> bummed Nicole Westbrook was kind of a one-hit wonder. I don't even remember her. She had the Thanksgiving song by the guy that produced Friday. It was like oh. the follow-up. but It's seasonal, but she actually she raps in the middle of it. And it's just, I mean, she's like twelve, so I don't give her a hard time. The song is catchy as hell, and I legitimately enjoy it. I will listen to it in April because it's just like really funny. But it's uh, it's kind of a little bit lesser known than than Friday. But I was like, man, I always wish that one got more traction because it's awesome. Yeah, Cardi B's from the Bronx.
2: Well, I mean, like, dude, like like little like oh. masterpiece son, little Romeo, right? Like he used to little Rome, like he yeah. used to rap, but. I don't think he was talking about moving bricks. I mean, even Bow Wow back in the day, like, he didn't talk about you know moving.
1: basketball. B-
2: right. He wasn't talking about moving bricks. Like, <laughs> I just, I just, I'm sorry, Cobb, but I just have a hard time believing little Tay was moving bricks at seven and eight.
0: Well, Maybe she's a drug dealing prodigy, bro. You don't know. I can't believe we're giving her this do much
2: think, time. Do we think Stitches is legit? <laughs> I'm still not I, – I, I don't know about stitches, to be honest with you. That's this the day. move. Creates some mystique these days. Right. It's like 6'9". Yeah. But I think he's pretty legit. I think he might be in the bloods.
0: Well, it's- dude, is this going to come out like those like Dominican baseball players where she says she's a nine-year-old rapper, but she's actually 12?
2: No, because when I watched the video <laughs> of her and the cashier Outside girl almost getting in a fight, I was like, Jesus Christ, that, that one looks like a tiny kid. Maybe she's just short. And then it's like, no, she's nine. Like, all right, there's a reason she looks like a child, because she is.
0: Dude, Ted, let me ask you this real quick, just since we're, like, sort of, like, near the subject. What is up with, in your opinion, the, like, worshipping of youth and of, like, being young and looking young in America?
2: Oh. I mean, you mean in general,
0: like, people or, like, rappers? No, in general, yeah. Like, how all, like... Makeup brands and like fashion stuff or whatever like everyone's always trying to look younger and I just don't really especially on the Women's side. I just don't really like I don't know. It's just weird. There's this like objectification and pursuit of of youth Yeah, I mean I think it's just the laws
2: of attraction, right? So you want to be the youngest coolest looking, you know like animal out there in the human jungle so You can attract better mates or even I think a lot of I think that's the initial urge and why people want to you know be younger But I also think now we've gotten to a point where a lot of it is just trying to look better than your friends.
1: Mm.
0: Not a bad call. Yeah, just like now that – like as you said that, I was thinking about like the name of that shop, like Forever 21. And just like is it like everyone who's younger than 21 on the women's side is like trying to be 21 – like trying to look 21 and then whoever's like older is like trying to look younger so they look 21 or whatever? It's the sweet spot. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I mean like – There's definitely, I think, dress codes on some level. You know what I mean? Like that, like, like there's certain things like I'm not gonna wear. I'm just like, I'm not in my 20s. Like, I can't pull that off. Like the super long T-shirt in the back or whatever. Oh yeah. Like I bought one of those by mistake and I like took it back to Nike Town the next day. (laughs) I was like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not. You guys need to to card
1: people for these.
2: Yeah, but I will. I won't lie. Like sometimes when you see people that are older. And, God, sorry, ladies. I feel like guys can pull it off a little better if they wear, like, a hat or whatever. But, like, sometimes, like, I'll I'll see, like, women and I'm just like, man, I don't know if you should be dressed like that. Like, you're 45. You know, I mean, I'm 37, but there's just, I don't know. I just think some of that stuff is
1: is, is for, for the youth. I feel like, well, let's say, like, women over 40, like, at that point... I don't know that I want a girl that's trying to look young. I think I just want a woman that's like put in the effort to age well. Like you can yeah. just you can just age well. You don't need to try and look younger than you are. You just need to, you know, yeah, just work to you know maintain. I think that would be a better approach. And it sounds not. I not a... I, I'm more attracted to to that. I think just more, a more natural thing as opposed to like trying to look. However, yeah. But, I
2: mean, fashion to me is, is insane right now. I mean, there, there's some things people wear at, at workplaces, men, and I'm just like, I, I, I'm shocked. You know, like, even I, I think it's crazy just the sexual nature of stuff, right? Like, thigh-high boots were for strippers and hookers. <sighs> and now it's just part of, like, everyday fashion. Or, like, I was talking about, like, uh, women that have, like, their half their head shaved, right? Like, it's from porn. Like, people don't realize how much of that <laughs> stuff comes from porn. Seriously, right? The porn ch- porn star started that doing it. That
1: was the first place I noticed it. Well, because they started doing it.
2: it in porn so the hair wouldn't get in their way when they were sucking dick, and you could see them on camera. <laughs> Seriously, dude. That's where that stuff it came from. was a from. logistics move? Yes. <laughs>
0: now, it's Whoa. A, now it's
1: a hot fashion trend? Yes. <laughs> it's
0: like when dude, I. Dude, hear- that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because, like, we. It, the- America has a very bizarre relationship with sex. Oh, like, yeah. We, you know, like, what was that? Um, there was a book I was reading. Dang, what were they? Basically, like, the premise was, like, they they take sex away from us so they can sell it back to us. Like, they take that, which is, like, intrinsically oh. ours. Like, we're sexual creatures. We're sexual animals, you know? And yeah. they make it, like, really, like, um, uh, bat really like frowned upon to talk about it and especially like in the workplace or whatever. But then like they're constantly selling like Victoria's secret is like prime time when they do like their catwalk thing. Every ad you see is like a beautiful woman in thigh hides, you know, like people are wearing in the office, whatever. So it's like, there's a very weird relationship of like stripping us of that, which is intrinsic within us and then selling it back to us. Really bizarre. Yeah, man. It's super strange. I mean, it's like part of it's that puritanical like um, uh, foundation of the U S too. And
2: I think a lot of it too nowadays is just with, with social media, everything's just so accessible that we just we just ruin everything. You know what I mean? Like there's certain there's just certain phrases and stuff like like right, like how many businesses do you see use the term FOMO now? Right? Like that came from Burning Man, right? Like that was never a term made for corporate America. If anything, it was the complete opposite of corporate America. But now corporate America has latched onto it. Like, oh like I mean you'll see it for you know, million dollar, billion dollar companies like, oh, do you got FOMO because of this? We'll come
0: to our place. Huh. Yeah, dude, totally. Well, I mean, that's just like one of those. There is like a, a shelf life on terminology and memes and stuff like that. And I feel like corporate America does a really good job of ruining cool shit, you know, real large. Oh, yeah. They're bad comedians. Right. You know, like they
2: they'll beat the joke into the ground when it's like, all right, you've made we've we've made this joke enough. Right. Like, like a comedian doesn't have one good hour long set, put out a DVD and then just do that same hour long set for the rest of their career, right? Like you gotta you gotta mix it up. Is that what Seinfeld did though? <laughs> no, I mean his style. Like you're always gonna have the same style. Like yeah. every Chris Rock special sounds like a Chris Rock special.
1: You know what I mean? It's I kinda- thought Seinfeld had like a greatest hits tour that he did. Where it was like all, I mean, I mean he's, maybe a, he's in a after different the level. show. I get But Jerry Seinfeld's a high I, level comedian. I, I, love, I love him. Do you watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? Not yet. Oh. You got Netflix now, right?
2: I am. I'm on, I'm on uh, Trailer Park Boys and, <laughs> uh, and Pinky Blinders so right now.
1: <laughs> Trailer Park Boys is a great show. Comedian,
0: getting coffee in Cars with the Comedians. To me, like, I love Seinfeld, the show. Jerry Seinfeld's just too smug for me now. I can't handle it.
2: Yeah, I'm mm. with you, man. I love the dude and I love that show, but he is pretty smug. Where are we at with yeah? It's, it's Curb. Curbing. Oh, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. So good. But I mean, Larry David. You see when you watch Curb, you see where a lot of the writing was hilarious from him.
0: Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. I think almost Seinfeld gets too much credit, and Larry David didn't get enough until now.
1: I think Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, you mean Seinfeld the person, not the show? Well, yeah. I meant Seinfeld the person was getting too much
0: credit for Seinfeld, the show, and not enough was going to, in my opinion, yeah. the real genius of mastermind, Larry David.
1: Yeah, well, I th- I'd say Curb Your Enthusiasm made me appreciate Seinfeld more. Like, going back and watching Seinfeld, having watched Curb, I enjoy it even more. <laughs> the person or the show? The show. <laughs> God damn it. it Who's on first?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, Kyle, we got some emails for us? Oh, do we ever, boys. My email <laughs> inbox has been a war zone. Okay, well, first we should get um, we should get the, uh, the bacon caviar and noble situation sorted out. I got one from oh, each of them. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. The saga continues. The, here we go. Hello from Tacoma. In regards to debating climate change last week, I must say the offer is tantalizing. I did competitive debate through high school and love argumentation. My best buddies are the ones that argue over the stupidest things. The smaller the issue, the more feverish the debate. The podcast, however, is a place for jubilant, drunken buffoonery, and I'd hate to make it a place of contention. If I ever make it out to a podcast meetup in the spirit of brotherly love, I'd gladly discuss any topic with bacon over beers. I always appreciate someone willing to research an opinion, even if it's one that disagrees with fundamental tenets of my background. Best regards, Noble all right and then uh i did not forward that on to bacon so he was firing blind here <laughs> but get he a similar no he had a similar sentiment sorry i'm adjusting myself in this friggin' tent that I, this recording mattress tent that i built um, in the boots on here yeah uh, hey fellas just wanted to clear some things up one Cobb. I in no way was trying to overload the cast with a glut of emails. Two of those three emails you mentioned, along with the first part of the first one, or along with part of the first one, weren't meant to be read live, uh, only to give context. That was a writing mistake on my part, and for that I apologize. I'll make more of an effort to label these in the future. Bacon, no worries, I don't mind at all. And actually, it's been a lot of fun reading them and getting this whole thing going. Uh, Matt deserves an apology too. I'll email him separately. Two, Ted, I had your idea of a drunk court in mind. There's no way I'm ruining a good time at a party with such a charged subject like this. Either way, uh, I'm in if someone wants to do it, but I'm okay with shelving it. This whole thing started because of a throwaway comment uh, that I made uh, on consensus not being science, and I'd rather get flack on more fun subjects like nutrition myths. Also noble, no hard feelings. Thanks for writing in. I appreciate the pushback. Let's get a beer sometime. Three, also for Ted. Don't worry. No comment on the serious situation at this time. Other than that, I follow it and I agree with all you had the, had to say. The whole thing's a mess. I didn't want to say this. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't. I did want to say uh, this was one of the best shows I've heard. Truly, one of the greatest podcasts in all the land. All the land, bacon,
2: dude. Well, that's awesome. Thoughts? I like. I like. They're both on like kind of the same page. Like we want to get into it, but we don't have to be super serious at an event.
0: Yeah, they're both just like, it's all good, man. Like, no worries. But also, I mean, if you want to talk about it, let's do it. (laughs) You know what's going to happen
2: is if Noble actually shows up. I mean, Bacon's good. He always comes to all the events. But if Noble actually shows up, they're going to be like, no, we're just here to have fun. And then I'm going to get drunk and be like, you two better can have it
0: out, man. I'm going to see you guys yelling at each other. Dude, also before I forget, um, I'm not going to read on the cast, but great commentary by Albino Matt. I was just yeah, he, like I was reading his emails as I was uh, in the bathroom at a bar and just dying laughing I feel about like, the whole situation.
1: Nice. I feel like if there was like emails like that being aired on CNN and Fox and stuff, the the world would be would feel a lot less contentious. The whole narrative around all this stuff would sort of change. I really thought that was just a cool. Back and forth right there.
2: Yeah. Well, we can't agree on anything, right? Like the other day, and I'm sure somebody will give me flack for this, but it's like Donald Trump is a scumbag on the same token that Bill Clinton is a scumbag. Uh You know what I mean? They're notorious womanizers and this and that. But it's like some of those you know, people like there's Democrats that will defend Clinton and think it's a joke. It's like, no, he's a scumbag. And same with Trump. Like, he cheats on all his wives. He's got three You know, but, like, people are like, you can't say that. Because, you know, it's like, look, I know you're a Republican. You can, like, I like Kennedy, a lot of the Kennedys, and their politics. That doesn't mean John Kennedy wasn't a scumbag. Doesn't mean Ted Kennedy wasn't a scumbag. <laughs> but you can't, we can't even agree on that stuff, right? Yeah, it's really
1: weird. Yeah.
0: That's, I, sometimes. Do you have that? Or go ahead, cop. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's the main problem. People have heard me bitch about it all the time, so I won't take a time to do it, but in the US, people are always picking teams Walmart, Target, Coke, Pepsi, and because of that, they dig into their position instead of realizing, you know, and also uh, reiterating rhetoric, instead of realizing that most issues are actually pretty complicated and there's nuance that needs to be had when discussing them. And so just having the louder voice or the better catchphrase doesn't necessarily make you right and so something like this i appreciate that they both came to it with an open mind like y'all hear the guy out i at least want to know what we disagree on
1: <coughs>
0: excuse me bless you thanks boys anything to add no nah. no nope. <laughs> okay cool uh hey guys uh I definitely have something I'm way too invested in. I'm a huge history nerd and spend my commutes listening to lectures on ancient history, particularly on the eras of the Roman Republic and empire. After accumulating literally more than a thousand hours listening to these lectures, I get way too fired up about stupid crap that happened thousands of years ago. Not many people really care or ask about it, but I go on goddamn tirades whenever anyone uh, gives me an excuse. I guess it's a lot more fun than modern politics because people uh, kind of humor you. Also, I support the grand jury on climate change. You're probably right about that stuff getting too serious, though. So maybe not. Piggy. <laughs> the, the grand jury. Yeah, I, I like that. Like that. <laughs> First time emailer, long time listener to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. It's been bugging me to email you about this matter. So to start, I've never seen a picture of it. <laughs> I remember this one. Sorry. <laughs> so to start, I've never seen a picture of MCTP. But When I hear his voice, I think of Ryan, the intern from the office. Let me know if I'm close or if uh, the devil's lettuce has me overthinking it. LARP on, gentlemen. Eric from Spanaway, a.k.a. Chairman of the Ted Smith's Miller Lite Shotgun Team. Nice.
1: Yeah, BJ Novak.
0: Oh, okay. I'll take that. Yeah, I was like, I don't think I that's that cringe far off. I was when
1: I hear a, you look like, I'm like, oh, where's this going? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got
2: the same kind of hair. I mean, his is darker. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that's far off. He's got a
1: stronger jaw, I believe. You got a strong jaw, dog.
0: What? You I, got a good jaw. I like that he always shaved. have some scheme
1: going. Yeah, I like to have a little, little bit of a beard to kind of shape things up. Oh, Help me out. Well,
2: I mean, I have zero jaw, so I like. I think you got a good one.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. Good to know. <laughs> Your opinion matters than stranger, matters more than strangers on the internet. So.
0: You know who would like Dude, your jaw? Okay. Little Tay. <laughs> um, Matt, a weird little pro tip. I never thought about this, but for a long time, the barber I had in Seattle um, was this gay guy, or I'm not going to say his name, but um, really great barber, and um, he gave me a tip. What he would do, so he would comb my beard sometimes, or like trim my beard sometimes, and he would trim it so that it was longer near, like, the bottom of my chin and shorter up on the sides. And he said it gives you a much more, like, pronounced and masculine jawline. And that, that was, like, his move for getting dudes. Really? So shorter on the sides, you said? He goes – he tapers it down from, like, you know, where, like, the ear where it connects. Yeah. You taper it down on the side so it's short, kind of near the high cheekbone or orbital, and then it gets longer as you go down, where then, like, on the bottom, at like, the bottom of the chin is sort of the – longest part and he would sort of like sculpt it into a more
1: squared out jawline okay good to know but where would yeah. where were you getting these haircuts uh dude i could i could text you about it man okay. he's still what neighborhood still around uh capitol hill okay i had a i had a really good haircut from a gay guy at the place in place in ballard and then he's not there anymore so i'm back on the back on the lookout
0: Okay. Yeah, I got a guy for you. All right. I think uh,
2: what we're learning here is just don't get your hair cut by a straight dude. No.
0: <laughs> Sorry, straight guys. Well, here's the thing: unless he is an ex-con, because right now, ah, oh, God dang it. Okay. Well,
2: I always went to a dude. I'm just, dude. I'm just joking about the straight guys. Straight guys can cut hair too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the. <laughs> that's too long of a story. It doesn't yeah. matter. Let's not get stuck in the minutiae. I love
1: black barbershops, but uh, yeah, I just always have a good time in there. But there's always, like, when I was in Baltimore, Nate would tell me, he's like, dude, it's two different types of hair. Like, yeah. I know you like the vibe, but if some white kid just walks in, they're not really going to be the best people to cut your hair from that standpoint. And I mean, if you want to shape up, yeah, disagree. Yeah, little, I gave great little...
0: haircuts for my boy at Con Hair. At where? Well, I have him in my phone as Con Hair. He's obviously an ex convict who they learned, you know, one of the main job skills training they give in prison is to cut hair. And I feel like my theory, uh, dude, this is so long. The short version <laughs> is my theory is that I, I feel like if you screw up someone's hair in prison, they're going to be pissed. So the people who come out of that program are like, Really intent attentive to the details uh-huh. of cutting your hair. And so my boy, I'm not going to say his name, at Con Hair has been killing it lately. And I've never been more dialed in.
1: Instead of Con Air, I got gotcha. you. And he's down in Austin? Yep. Damn it. Well,
0: good to Hello, know. Hello, fellas. Oh. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's so tough when I can't see you guys. All right. Hello, fellas. Uh, before I start, I want to say I'm a big fan of all of you and the KSW family. Sorry, Matt. I clock in on KSW when you were signing out. And I clock out when Thrill uh, says, stay beautiful. That's 13 hours uh, of The Rock. I plug in a podcast on the weekends, the Migs, the Mega, and of course, the best goddamn podcast in all the land. All the land. So here I go. I have this love-hate relationship with you guys, especially you, Cobb. Two years back in November, you came on Vote for Sound Transit. And now you're in Houston. I have no care for Sound Transit. Uh, Okay. I'm living in Austin. And I... Love Sound Transit, use it all the time, and was happy to pay a ton of taxes to make it happen. But anyway, um, I'm 48, and I was born at UW in 69. Uh, Back in September, my mom and stepdad was uh, forced out of their house in Shoreline after owning it uh, straight out uh, and 45 years of childhood memories owned by Sound Transit. It took me a while to come back to the podcast, uh, so I was livid with you. I just finished a different podcast where one member considered him a local. I'm not sure how to feel about that. How would you guys feel? I'm still a big fan of all of you, even though Cobb doesn't like Shoreline or coaching kids and is in Houston. Peace, guys. Wait, I don't, I'm confused. Who's considered
2: a local? What are they wearing? I'm um, Where's I'm it? not sure. Or maybe he's I'm, talking not, about the mega cast because me and Steve were like, Steve's been here for like 20 years, and I've been here for like 13 or 14. So they're like, yeah, we're locals now.
1: Yeah. yeah like and Cobb's the only one that was born here out of the three of us.
0: Yeah. Um, OK, so I think uh, oh so I think it's sounding like um, his parent or his, his mom and stepdad um, had a house in Shoreline and it was probably taken by eminent domain for the sound transit stuff. All right which I could totally sympathize with that. That sucks to have a house taken especially if it was like you know something you grew up and cared about. Um, that being I mean, yeah, like that sucks. Um, sound Transit, Aside from that piece, like having just a good, um, you know, a a good uh, public transit system, um, I think is really helpful. As for like the – I think he's legit mad, dude, because he referenced like the coaching kids thing that like they thought I hated coaching kids or whatever we joked about. He says Cobb doesn't like Shoreline. I'm not sure where that's from. I I like Shoreline. Um, And I'm not sure where the Houston part's from. Um, Confusing emails, but all right. Ted, your thoughts? I think
2: he might just be – like, he's back, so maybe he's just giving you crap about coaching the kids there.
0: I can't tell, dude. He honestly kind of seems like he's mad. But anyway, uh, I'm not going to say his name uh, because it's not on the email. But, um, dude, sorry if I offended you in any way. Totally not my goal. I do this podcast for free. just trying to entertain. (laughs) Welcome to our world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got another one? Yeah, we got uh, two more in there short. All right. Gentlemen, uh, this is long overdue, uh, but I wanted to say how much I enjoyed meeting all of you at the meetup in December. You're all nice. even more enjoyable in person. Uh, MCTP, a few casts ago, you mentioned some non-soil meal replacement powder alternatives. Can you go into more detail on some? Oh. I've used Soylent twice a day for a while now and been really pleased, but a little weary about consuming uh, that much soy regularly and would love to hear about some alternatives you've researched.
1: Uh, I go with, I think it's Garden of Life, raw, organic, just protein powder. Garden of Life has a bunch of, like, more meal replacement type stuff, and they're, like, yeah, pretty, uh, natural based, um, and I'm a pretty big, yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of them. I get some vitamins through them, too. That's the brand that I go to. I'm not affiliated, uh, I I think it's technically overstepped my bounds to make an actual recommendation as a trainer and nutrition coach. I can just say that that's what I use personally.
0: Cobb, given the massive health benefits of coffee, did you consider switching to decaf when starting your caffeine abstention? Um, Well, I take issue with the first part of that sentence. Um, Man, we're a little bit pressed for time. But as far as the massive health benefits of coffee, most of those have been shown to be on people who were not regular drinkers of coffee and then the caffeine was uh, from a baseline of no coffee. But when people are regularly drinking caffeine, they're actually at a detriment until they have caffeine, which brings them roughly back to normal. That's like a very uh, generalized, non-nuanced view since we don't have time to fully go into it. But I may write you an email with some of the details and some stuff to look into. But um, did I consider switching to decaf? No, I just went cold turkey went full off of it. Um, decaf still has a decent amount of caffeine. I want to say about uh, 8 to 18 milligrams for a cup, but not sure. Uh, as always, LARP on and C-Town what? Carson the Lawyer. Oh, what up, Carson? Uh, oh, dude, this is a great one. Actually, I remember reading this. Uh, Ted, you'll like this one. Hola, gentlemen. My name is Justin. Ted and Matt know me and my wife, Hannah, from local shows. Yeah, Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Most recently, the uh, FMS show at the Croc. As some of you might know, Hannah has a uh, MS, and the fight for a cure is very close to our hearts. Thank you, Ted, for being a part of the show. Uh, it Really means a lot. Last week, Hannah was at Virginia Mason up in Capitol Hill, so I decided to pull a pro-husband move and surprise her with lunch. Not knowing, excuse me, not knowing the area, I asked myself, "What's up there?" Then it hit me: Pagliacci. That's what the boys would suggest. I got <laughs> yes. a ton of points in the bank that day, all because of you guys. Much <laughs> love. <laughs> That's yes. awesome, man. Yeah. I said, we see those guys all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah th- they're so fun. Like, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast, but watching Justin, uh, particularly with, he's like wide Ol- with hi- he- when wide only in the wreckage is on stage. I want to be right by Justin to watch him because he's having so much fun and like those guys are all- just watching him makes being up front, which is where I usually am, anyways, even better because he's just like so into it and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the scene needs more Justins, right? <coughs> Was that it? That's it, boys.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry.
2: All right. Matt?
0: Hey, hi. what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's man Whoa.
2: Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa check out
1: what's happening, man we already got to the food highlights the weekend (laughs) those are both great um yeah oh god are you okay (laughs) yeah i'm all right sorry kicked a glass (laughs) i don't did we talk about the fort on the cast or is that all beforehand no he's talked about okay well right he's he's in a who's referenced it blanket fort yeah
0: God, built. the echoes in my room were really bad i don't have furniture so i'm wrapped in a mattress blanket for it there you go <laughs> do it all for you listeners
1: <laughs> um yeah this weekend uh laid pretty low uh and yeah those uh talarico's was friday night that was a lot of fun um and, yeah, that that's funny you recommended the bruschetta because we were really torn and went with what the, the waitress suggested. But the artichoke dip's super good, too. Um, <laughs> and then we went over to my parents' house on Saturday to uh, hang out with them and get some more stuff for the apartment. And then, um, yeah, just hung out, uh, laid low again Sunday and watched some Kings hockey both those nights, which I don't really want to talk about. Or Friday and Sunday. I guess, so uh, yeah, hopefully by the time people hear this, Kings are still fighting for their playoff lives, but as of now, they're down 3 nothing in the series against Las Vegas, so if you're in Seattle and you're into us getting our NHL team, the good news is the expansion rules are very friendly to the new team in the league, Las <laughs> Vegas is fucking stacked, um, so yeah, that's cool. Like I said, the weekend was pretty laid low, which is good. I've been moving and traveling lately. And I'm traveling more coming up. But uh I yesterday, I wanted to talk about this. Yesterday, my girlfriend's house sitting for her dad. So All right. um she's not working from home like she would usually be. And she texts me like, Hey, have you been checking the mail since I've been gone? I'm like, Shit I haven't been checking the mail. I should go check the mail. And so first thing like I wake up, I see that text, I'm like, All right. Let's start the Monday off with the wind, go check the mail, go outside, and when you open the handle on my apartment, it doesn't just unlock the handle lock, like I thought. Then I shut it behind me, instinctively, and then I checked the mail, there was no mail, and I went back, and the door had locked behind me, and so I was just standing outside in just sweatpants. Nice. No shirt or shoes. Shoes. Yeah, uh... So that was a rough way to start the week, (laughs) and I basically, it ended up, I was out there, and there's this guy who, he's a nice older guy, and I met him once. He lives down in the basement. There's a little unit down in the basement, and he was like, hey, do you, I I ran into him, and he saw me, and I was like, hey, yeah, I just lost Are you in an apartment building, or is it like a house cut into apartments? It's like a apartment building but there's no like secured entry or anything. It's just right. like a a building on the street, All you right. know, with cup with two stories and a basement where the laundry is and he has a unit down there too. I All guess right. I found out later he's just friends with the owner of the building and it gets like a good deal to just like live in the basement. It's a little bit older and they don't have to upkeep it and he's been there for a super long time. All right. Which I could tell cuz he's like, "Oh, do you want a jacket?" and I was like, "Oh, that would be so nice. Thank you." Uh, my girlfriend was going to come over and let me in. And so I had to wait for that, and then he gave me a jacket, and when he brought it back, he's like, you just want to come down in, in downstairs? And I was like, sure, but I don't really know this guy, and, like, you know, it's just a basement, but it was just weird, like, okay, I'm following this old dude down to this basement that i never been, to. and I go in, and it's, like, kind of dark, because uh, it's a basement, duh, but, like, they're borderline hoarders. <laughs> All right. And so, like, they wouldn't make the show but with the the definition of hoarders that the show presented, maybe you wouldn't classify him as that. But like just sh- everywhere from the past like twenty years, this guy's lived there or something. Yeah. And man, really cool guy. Like I just I just walked in like what the hell, and made the most of it. You know, made some new friends. He has a roommate, I think maybe girlfriend or wife, but older lady that lives there too. The whole thing was like, what is going on? And it's Monday morning. I All I'm wearing is my sweats. And, uh, yeah, it was just a very weird, uh, interaction. And then they made me coffee and the coffee maker didn't have a coffee pot. So they like had to put a cup under and then like stick a spoon somewhere on like a sensor or a button to make the coffee come out. Yeah. And, yeah, I've never, I mean, it was just the the weirdest way to start the week, and I'm, like, stressing about work and, you know, having to call my girlfriend, and she has to leave work, and then, uh, yeah, so it's this whole thing, and I'm, like, trying to stress out, but then, so I was, had kind of a rough start to the day, but afterwards, I was like, dude, that was kind of fun, like, basement, he's not gonna hear this, he's, like, in his 60s, but made a new friend, basement Dave, like, yeah, and, yeah, he had my BB. back, and, <laughs> and it's, it was nice to just have like a good neighborly interaction where someone's there for you. You know, you're in a bit of a jam. I spend most of my time trying to help people with a lot of different things and don't always, you know, I try and make time to help myself as well, but not the best at it. And it was nice to just be on the other end and be like, yep, I'm in a jam. I feel like a jackass. It's cold. I don't have a shirt or shoes. And yeah, I got to just go down and get some coffee and wait. And then, it ended up, there was a spare key around that the building had, so I was able to get back in a little bit sooner than my Oh, nice. Up, but yeah, and uh, yeah, only have a half hour free right after my first client, so I just moved my client up till five, and I was able to make it in time, and yeah, it's cool. So, get to know your neighbors. It's good to have good neighbors, and I just had a good time with that. That was like the weirdest thing of my week, by far.
2: Yeah, the front door that just locks, locks automatically, like my place in Belltown, right? I lived there for eight years. And that was the same thing. There wasn't like a lock on it, but if you shut it, it was locked. Oh, okay. And then, uh, what was it? The night is it the night after Thanksgiving? That Friday night, like two years ago, I came home drunk, and I did it. Like as soon as the door shut, I went, "You got to be kidding me!" And thank God the security guy was just like doing his rounds, and he let me back up there. But yeah, that is a terrible
1: feeling when you're like, I locked myself out of my own place. Yeah, I don't. I the barracks handle definitely did not do that. I don't even know if it had a lock on the knob or if it was just a deadbolt. Um, But either way, I never locked the door handle once. And anytime, you know, unless I consciously used the deadbolt, the door would never be locked behind me. And so like two years of living there. And then the rest of my life, my parents house, that was never the case. So, yeah, it was just like, I told, I was just like, man, and I've been so goddamn paranoid every time I go out of that apartment since. Like, good. Just a wave of adrenaline. Like, yeah, so. Well, look at the bright side. It probably won't happen again. Yeah, those, those, uh, those three spot taps have gotten a little more aggressive. Like, <laughs> wallet, phone, keys. Where are
2: they? <laughs> uh, all right, well. Is it about that time? Boop, doop,
0: doop, boop, boop. Cob Topic. Cob Topic. Matt, does Tyler still listen to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tyler, gift idea for your man. Get him a spare key. Hide it somewhere. <laughs> um, we got one now. Cob Topic. Oh, not. you guys have one now? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then why are you worried about getting locked out?
1: Well, because I didn't have one yesterday. That was the one that I got. Like, someone in the building had a spare key that... Um, he forgot he had it, but yeah, they just were like, yeah, the guy in 18 has a spare. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. I'm on my way. And I'd met him earlier too. So. But you yeah. have
0: your own now is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Now I have that key that he had. And so we just had to figure out where we we're going to keep it. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: so, uh like we said, we're all, all three of us are like either in the process of moving, have just moved, whatever. And, um, so for me, it came down to, um, Today I was looking at buying a, a new mattress and just sort of getting my my bed situation sorted, um, and so with that I remembered that like sort of old saying or whatever like anything that goes between you and the ground you don't want to skimp on like you want to get quality right so whether that's tires or um, a mattress or shoes huh. you know like have you guys heard that trying of phrase No, I haven't, but that makes a ton of sense. Oh. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So I had always heard that. And so I was looking through mattresses today or whatever, and I almost bought a really cheap one. And then that kind of like rung through my head and I was like, you know what? Like, I know you don't want to spend the money, but get a little bit nicer mattress. So anyway, cop topic this week, what is one thing you will never skimp on? Feel free to email us, email at thepodcast.com, hit us up on the Twitter machine. Uh, what is one thing you will never skimp on? It
1: used to be toilet paper, but then I kind of solved that with the bidet thing. Um, powerful that's like you went god mode <laughs> that's like the next level yeah. you
0: rose above your demon
1: yeah it was a natural progression you know I would always uh, go charming ultra strong uh, which I found to be plenty soft but also that extra strength came in handy uh, and then went over to wet wipes and those are a little more pricey and Ted would always give me shit no pun intended about clogging up the sewage I, I, or whatever Mhm uh, and so then I was just like, all right, let's do it. Let's get the bidet. And you know, 40 bucks later, I've definitely saved 40 bucks on toilet paper and wet wipes since.
2: I, yeah, I mean, right. The first one, those are the two that come to mind a bed and toilet paper. You know what? Honestly, this is going to sound kind of douchey, but it's got to be tennis shoes. Mm. Like, I almost, most of my tennis shoes, like, I'll get are either Air Maxes or, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah. Like I don't have the like a ton of dress shoes and stuff, but I well I guess that's what you're saying. Don't skimp on shoes. I'm trying to think of something else I don't
0: No, you do on. rock a mean air max though. I yeah, will man. vouch for that. Like yeah. I've seen multiple times you get complimented on your shoes by dudes who are wearing awesome shoes.
2: Yeah. Some random dude the other day I was standing in front of my house and he I was like I was like, What's that? And he was like, Your shoes, man. They're fresh, clean. Like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know what, Matt? You might agree with me on this one. I try not to skimp on the weed. I try to get some some dank stuff.
1: Yeah. Um. For actual weed, for spliffs, I'll just get the stuff that's already t- trim. Yeah. A, a thing, and you know the THC content's fine. It's probably a little. I don't know. I don't care though. it's, it's yeah. But if I'm getting you know actual like nugs for a bong or a bubble or a pipe, you know, yeah, I want it I want it to be good. I want someone from out of at any time, one of my friends from out of town could come to Seattle and I could smoke them out and they'd be like, Seattle's got great weed. That's how I shop for weed. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that.
0: Mine's kind of along the same line as the toilet paper, which is uh, I splurge on like nice underwear. Anything that's going to be touching oh. my genitals. I want it to be super soft. Dude,
2: that's a great call. I stick by like one brand and they're like, I want to say like 20 bucks a pair or something. Oh,
1: you're ex officio, right? Yeah. Now? yeah. And
2: that's an expensive store, but that i it's like the only underwear I'll wear.
0: Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And it's just like, it's that little, like when you're having a bad day, like at least like that one part is covered. You're good. You're comfortable. Because when you're having a bad day and also you're having underwear issues, whew,
2: too far. I will say one lesson I learned from the last trip to spokane is don't don't skimp on motel rooms <laughs> like, dude, I've learned that lesson twice like no, that's a it's only sixty
0: seven bucks
2: right like no, this will be fine, and it's like this is a little sketch
1: by the way, while we were um just talking about underwear, I just went to like readjust, and I was like, is, am I wearing cheap underwear, but it was just like. Things kind of get stuck to each other down there. Sometimes when you're in the same position, yeah. There's enough room where they they could stick to the left or right leg, right. And so, but the shaft can also stick to the sack. And yeah, not so, if you're
0: an extruded beechwood, Matthew. <laughs> it's a separate pocket.
1: <laughs> huh. Now the ones I use aren't separate pockets, but
0: they do have separate pocket ones. Uh, what? Like Kanger two? Yeah, there's like a pocket that you put your junk in. What? They're golfing underwear. Uh, my friend turned me on to. I have one pair. I think they're called two unders. I want to say. That sounds like too much support
1: for me. Yeah, my usual go-to is just uh, me undies. Okay, I've been hearing good things about them. Um, but what I was saying was, with the when it might be good if you're in basketball shorts or sweats, which I wear a lot of, and this doesn't happen very often, but if they're stuck to each other, a good like. If you shake it before you go, you can make sure that the shaft's not stuck to the sack, and then you're going to get a short full of piss that just, like, because it's just stuck there, you know? You just, like, flop it underneath uh, haphazardly in front of the urinal and don't even check. Giving that little extra shake is something I've been working on, and so far, no issues. Yeah, man. But I don't think that's skimping
2: on anything. Just make sure you're done peeing.
1: Yeah,
0: no, that was just... That's <laughs> why <laughs> I was just sitting here silently. like looking at. I'm going to let Ted field this one. But, you know, remember... Ted was giving me a good look, but like, I, I feel like
2: I deserved for that one. But if you shake it more than twice, now you're just playing with yourself. Dude, that's what they say. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> Uh, so there's episode 216. Don't forget uh, Cage Sport MMA coming up on April 28th. We'll have uh, Joey P in here next week. Uh, we'll have uh, Andrew Rivers, comedian, coming in in the next week or two. We're going to have some guests on the next couple episodes. So that'll be good. And then I don't know what we got going on. I'll figure out something in May or June. We, or I don't know. We we got to get a get-together going. I'll talk to Migs. Maybe we'll try to get the, you know, both shows together and
1: the whole crew and everything. I might be able to make June happen. Uh- all right, I'm going to Amsterdam too, so I'm be. How out long for are you going to Amsterdam? I'll just miss one Tuesday on the eighth. All right, so we can figure that out.
2: All right, cool. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I'm just thinking about this. I was going to be like, dude, we're taping two next week. We could save one for the week before, but both of those events are happening that week. Oh, okay. So we'll just probably put out two next week, and then maybe take a couple weeks off.
1: Well, okay. You know what I mean? I'll be able to record May first. Oh, yeah, it's just that following week.
2: Yeah, so yeah. I'm just saying. Initially, I thought, hey, we'll put out the one with Joey next week, and then we'll wait to put out Andrew's the week after. Mm-hmm. But his show is coming up that Saturday, so we oh, got to yeah, put them both. Oh, his show's bo- coming up. Yeah. So oh, we gotta, good for him. We got to put them both out he next week. I was going to
1: talk about the new special that I was hearing about. I haven't checked out.
2: Yeah. Well, both. But he's definitely pimping a show, so I don't a Th- that's minutiae. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about it after we hang up here. Okay, right. I'm just trying to right. I'm just trying to say we're going to have guests on. God damn it! Uh, all right, there's episode two sixteen for MCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith this is the podcast. Cheers.